I spoke about the method to interview people in one of my episodes. Basically, this was one of my ideas so that I can speak better after a time, you know, because on my very first episode, I couldn't speak freely and I had to jot down every single word. So that's oh. how my fluent podcast started out. <laughs> so it helped you with your fluency? Yes, yes, yes. It helped me. I couldn't speak at all in the beginning. I love it. Okay, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm so glad you did that. That's such a brave thing because that's how I felt. My first few interviews, I was so nervous because I, I hated public speaking. Yeah. It was the worst thing that I could do. And this podcast healed me. Like now I can go in any interview. I don't care what the questions are. Like I'll just come on and I'll be myself and I'm okay with that. But the podcast is what did it. So it's like so similar. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I used to speak with an accent and I used to be very afraid of sharing my voice and speaking up. This was something that I struggled with for many, many, many years. And I do not want you to struggle with the same thing. I know what it feels like when you move to another country and you start to speak a new language and you do not know how to express yourself or you feel like you cannot express yourself freely because you sound different. It is not a good feeling. And it is something that a lot of people who learn another language, and in our case, English, struggle with. Because non-native speakers tend to compare themselves to native speakers, people who speak English since they were born, and it is definitely not a fair comparison. This was an excerpt from one of Lena's videos on her website, and it's from the section of her mini guide for speaking English with clarity and confidence. So I want to encourage you to head over to Lena's website and the link is in the show notes. But now without any further ado, let's get started. <laughs> it's nice to see you and to meet you. You too. I'm excited to be here. I think it's a perfect fit for my Fluent podcast because... Your story is quite inspiring. It's really great. Also, there is a lot of content on your website. It's just fantastic. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> My suggestion is because I have jotted down some words or expressions. Maybe it would be cool to make it like a warm up, you know. You, you can just tell us one sentence or two, just what comes to your mind oh, cool. to, mm -hmm. to get to know you better that, that's a great suggestion <laughs> so lena what comes to mind when you hear holistic healing ah a way of life okay a dream of being a journalist oh that was my dream when i was younger so this was my first dream luna oh my baby my favorite favorite little doggy in the world challenge um oh that's a good one I think it's like a must. Almost a challenge is a blessing in a way because it helps us grow. Three key benefits of daily meditation. Oh, I would say a peace of mind, a healthier mind, body and soul. And I think one of the best ways to succeed in life. Mindfulness. Mindfulness for me, it's kind of been like a saving grace. Let's put it that it's a transformative saving grace in my life. Okay. Great. A good TV show is? 
Ooh. Should I give you my classic or something that I watched recently? Hmm. Whatever you want. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with The Office. It's like one of the best comedy shows ever. Yeah, that one is great. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. Plant-based diet. Okay, I think it's... Uh, a healthy lifestyle and um and it's great for the planet so it's a wonderful thing to adapt okay great thank you very much so oh, you're welcome <laughs> could you please introduce yourself to our listeners yes so my name is lena levinsky i am a speech pathologist and an accent coach who moved to the u.s when i was almost 15 years old and when i first moved here i didn't really speak very good English. I spoke it based on what I learned in school. But when I moved here, I was able to learn. And it's completely transformed my life in a way, being able to live in a place like New York and meeting people from all over the world. So right now, I am also a podcast host. I host a podcast called the Accented World, where I interview immigrants, first generation or kids of immigrants and world citizens, people who are inspiring and successful in the hopes of inspiring the immigrant community and people from all over the world to dream big and pursue their passions based on the possibilities that have you know, been kind of suggested by the guests based on their own experiences. So that's uh, me in a nutshell. Okay, great. This sounds really interesting. So you moved from Poland to the USA, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. then in the first place, you struggled quite a lot, right? When it comes to the pronunciation of the English language. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Could you give us some background or how was the time in the beginning as a 15 year old girl yes um well it was it was a difficult time for me because first of all i came to the united states i moved here without having been here so it was a difficult thing to do coming from a little town in poland which was the only place I really knew. Um, I've been outside of Poland once before that, where my dad took us to Czech Republic and Germany, but those are still pretty similar to Poland in ways, right? In terms of culture and landscape and traditions. So it was a huge cultural shock for me coming here. And on top of that, I had to communicate in a brand new language. So it was uh, definitely a very difficult transition at first. It took me a few months to make peace with that, you know, leaving my friends behind, leaving my dog behind, my family behind. Um, so it was definitely not easy. But I ended up going to a high school. I was enrolled in a high school where nobody spoke Polish. Right. So by default, I had to speak English because otherwise I wouldn't be able to communicate with anybody. Um, so it was kind of um, initially I was really upset about that because obviously it's not very comfortable and it's a very difficult transition. Um, but it was a blessing in disguise because of how I was forced really to speak English. I learned fairly quickly and given still my young age, I was able to learn the language to speak it pretty fluently within a few months, about six months. I was already 
able to hold a conversation and, you know, understand my classes. And pretty quickly, initially, I was enrolled in English as a second language program, but I was able to graduate from that after the first year. Okay, that sounds really great because, I mean, only in six months, you could reach a certain level. So what is one of your top tips on how to reach such a fantastic goal? Was it because, as you mentioned before, you were kind of forced to speak the language? Yeah, so I think it's a mix of everything that happened to me because one of the best things to do when you're learning a new language is immersion, right? You want to be around that language. So not only speaking, but hearing it. So I think that was what made it happen for me so quickly because I was hearing it and I was immersed in that language. I was surrounded by English, you know, throughout my day. I only spoke Polish with my friends and, you know, that was 2002. So we didn't have Facebook and all that stuff where I could just go on and talk to my friends the whole day when I was home. It was still like I was speaking English a lot. I would say maybe 80% of my day. So because of that highly you know, that strong immersion that I was in. So I was hearing English majority of my day. I was forced to speak it um, majority of my day. That was why it happened so quickly for me. So that's definitely one of my biggest tips. Immerse yourself in the language. And there is ways of doing that even if you don't live in a country that is predominantly English speaking. Okay, great. And, and what does accent mean to you? That's a really good question. I am actually a huge fan of accents. Even though I'm an accent coach, my goal in therapy or in what, when we work together, it's not about changing your accent or making you feel like, oh, no, no, like, let's get rid of this. This is just no good. You have an accent. Just start. No, I think accents are beautiful and they're part of who we are. And I think um, they make you unique because they tell a certain story by the way that you speak of where you're from and what you've been through. So I think accents are just just wonderful. Yeah, I think it's a mixed bag in a way because I I think it's it's wonderful indeed in my case for example, I live in Switzerland in the German speaking part and we have loads of different accents or dialects mm -hmm. and I come from a part which is considered to be a bit strange not, not strange but um, exotic so mm -hmm. we use a lot of vocabulary which is not understood well by others also mm -hmm. our structure is quite different and unique and the pronunciation so yeah <laughs> i just need to 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 say one single word and then i got spotted you know so oh. sometimes it's difficult because there are many vocabularies which i have kind of eliminated from my arsenal i don't use them because i know if i use them i'm not understood <laughs> well that's the downfall of having an accent so yeah. this is yeah. why it's important to be mindful of that because i think having an accent like i said is a blessing but for a lot of people and i can only speak from experience based on what um english speakers are doing right because i don't speak german so it's a very different language but i think you know it's kind of the same idea around whether i speak english in new york it's very different um than somebody who would speak english in let's say louisiana 
right? So everybody has their vernacular and everybody has their different slang words and their the cultural influence on the language. Even though it's the same language, it's still going to be influenced by the region of where it's spoken. Um, so it, it's true. So is there like a standard German that is spoken in Switzerland? Um, no, no. Well, television is in standard German and all books are in standard German, but there are no standardized Swiss German. There are yeah. no dictionaries. So it is also very difficult to learn it for a foreigner, for example, because there are so many different dialects. So it's it's really difficult to yeah. to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um and it's interesting because you know there's such a big German influence in like Switzerland and Austria and Germany and other countries. So I can only assume because every single country, even though they're small, but they're so rich in culture that the language is going to be influenced very highly by it. This it's very interesting actually. Yes. Here. <laughs> yeah. And in my dialect, we have a lot of words from Italian and uh, you have wow. Italian words and French words as well integrated. And wow. I was not aware of that <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> but then when I when I got to know other Swiss people, then <laughs> they they pointed it out kind of. So Oh, okay. <laughs> From different regions of Switzerland. Yes. Yeah. And because in Switzerland we have also other languages. We have also Italian, we have French and Retoromanic as well. Okay. I knew about French, but I wasn't aware of Italian and retro-romantic, you said? Yes, but wow. retro-romantic is only spoken by about 50,000 people. Wow. So it's a small amount. <laughs> is it? But is it native to Switzerland or does it come from a different place? Well, it comes from a different place. It's a mix between Italian and Latin. So oh, it's, wow. It's a bit, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you speak it or do you only speak no. German? I speak German, French. I can understand a bit Italian and I can also speak Spanish because my father comes from Argentina. Oh, okay. I just went to Argentina earlier this year. Oh. It was my last trip nice. before this whole <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love the culture over there. It's really cool. And the people. <laughs> and the people are so nice. Yes, it's a beautiful country. And we started off in Patagonia and then we went to Buenos Aires. So I didn't see too much of the country, but you know, it's, it's a very beautiful country. Yeah, yeah I, definitely. I you managed to change your accent in about two years, mm -hmm. according to your website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I was true. wondering... I how did you manage to do that? Was it a conscient decision to change the accent or was it naturally? So, right. So I, it's, it's funny that you, it's a really good question. I had no idea I was doing it. It just happened naturally to me. And I think it was a mix of that fear of being different because, you know, I already, I moved here and all of a sudden, I didn't have my Polish friends and I moved from a different country. So I started to stick out. And when you're young, when you're 15 years old, that's the last thing you want to happen, right? You don't want to stick out. You want to fit in desperately. So I think that in itself made me 
work so hard to change my accent just because of that fear of being different. Um, and it happened unconsciously. I just did it. And I figured out ways of doing it of what worked for me. Um, so that's kind of how it happened for me. I, I practiced a lot. I, you know, I worked on my pronunciation. I immersed myself in the language, which I will, I think it's the first step you need to do when you are trying to change your accent, because if you can't hear it, if you can't understand what's going on, how can you change it? How can you learn something you're not, you don't understand? And yeah. You know, you just, that's the first connection you, to, you need to make in your brain is immerse yourself, understand it, listen to it. And um, from there, you start to change your patterns. So that's what happened for me. I immersed myself and then I started to change the patterns of the way that I spoke. And what about Spain, Madrid? Because I think you were there for about one year. Yes, did, I was. You did, did your you research. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> did you manage to pick that accent as well, the Spanish accent? Yes. I, it, it's not a perfect accent, and I haven't spoken it in many years. But uh, no, I speak Spanish, but I, I left many years ago. Um, so it's not as good as what it was when I was there. But yes, <laughs> it's funny because here in the United States, a lot of the Spanish that you hear is influenced by South America and Central America, right? So it's, yeah. it's very different than Spanish from Spain, um, which is, I guess it's considered standard, but you know, there is a lot of, as a speech pathologist, I'm going to call it a lisp, like a lot of the, I see myself doing that Spanish. Like it's, I can't do it any other way anymore. I have to speak <laughs> that way that they do in Spain. Um, <laughs> but that sticks out when I speak it with people from here because they don't do that, you know, people so from you, Peru you or Ecuador. Like a typical Argentinian guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Argentinian accent in itself, it's so different as well. Yes. Uh, with the There's a lot of zh that goes into it, yeah. which is very unique as well. <laughs> And now I am also curious, what about your Polish? I mean, um, when you're speaking Polish nowadays, can people from Poland make out an American accent in it? Yes. Yes? <laughs> okay. Yes, they can. But I think my, my accent is the best in American when I speak American English. I think that's the purest accent I have just because I speak it the most. Um, and before I got married, my husband is Polish as well. My Polish was suffering. Like I wasn't using it very much. My accent was, was really high and I didn't know because I can't hear it. But when I, whenever I went back to Poland and I spoke to my friends or I spoke to friends of friends or my family, everybody like pointed it out to me like, oh, you sound American now. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I don't. Um, but then when I got married with my to Dominic we speak Polish to each other so that helped me so much to to fix my accent back yeah, to yeah I see it's not where yeah. it was but it's better yeah it's I think <laughs> it's normal because the people around you they kind of yeah they they influence you because mm -hmm. I see that with myself as I am not living in the region anymore where I grew up and I am surrounded by people from from all around Switzerland. So, 
So I, I listen to a lot of different accents and, and my accent or, or my dialect changes as well. It's automatically, you know, it's not a, a decision that I am making, but over the years, my, <laughs> my speaking, yeah, it, it changes. It changes. It, it's it changes. kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's that immersion piece, I tell you. When you're surrounded by another accent or dialect or language, your brain just sucks up that information and it transforms the way you speak. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah, it happens to us. So it's, if I was to move to, let's say, I don't know, maybe Alabama or something, like I'm sure my accent would be influenced by that over some time. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, you won the cutest accent poll <laughs> yeah. in high school. So yeah. could you please tell us more about it? Yeah. So every year, and I'm not sure how it is in Switzerland, but in the United States, you have a yearbook. So it kind of summarizes the year of your class, especially as a senior, you know, your last year in high school, like that's a really important yearbook. So they did a lot of like contests and polls and um, different things that were, um, you know, kind of put in the book based on our year. So one of the things they did a lot of polls, like, I don't know, best smile or best dressed, best yeah. style. There was a lot of different polls. And one of them was cutest accent. And by far, I won <laughs> from <laughs> everybody. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was competition. I wasn't the only person who spoke with an accent. So I wear that badge with pride. <laughs> yes. So... No, I think we don't know that kind of yearbook in Switzerland, but I knew it from movies that in America it is kind of uh, normal or that is, it is a custom. So It is, it is. <laughs> and I think it's great custom because it's, it's professionally made and you can have people like write down uh, things. You have usually a quote there based on what you were thinking back there. Like it's, it's a really like a time machine in a way. Yeah. Now, I mean, I graduated high school so many years ago. So looking back, it's it's so fun to watch. And, and I forgot half the people in it already. So it's a good <laughs> reminder. <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic, which is your podcast. So you're the host of Accented World Podcast. So what is it all about? Yeah. So the Accented World, it's I created it because I wanted to have a platform for immigrants. I just felt like as immigrants, especially in the United States, there is some kind of um, sometimes a negative connotation associated with it, especially over the last few years um, because of the political for, you know, scene here and everything that's been happening. So I wanted to have a platform to really showcase what immigration is and the, the beauty of pe having people um, from different countries um, or move to other places or people who are influenced by being in different countries and how that can open up your mind. So I wanted to showcase that and change the perception of what immigration is and also to inspire the immigrant community to do something that is, you know, maybe not a traditional role that you would learn going to school. Like some things that people strive towards is, you know, being a doctor, which is beautiful, or a lawyer. But there's so many amazing opportunities out there based on what people are doing, especially with this day and age, with the internet and the online scene. There's so many incredible opportunities out there. So I wanted to showcase that and I wanted to interview people who are doing something 
that is successful and inspiring to inspire the immigrant community to pursue these types of non-traditional roles and to showcase what immigration really is about. Then it's not the typical language learning podcast, right? It's no. more to inspire people and to get new ideas and new perspectives. Yes, exactly. But also we can learn about communication and, and different topics because I think the newest episode is about learning English, I think. Yes, I, I find, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix because because of my background as a speech pathologist and accent coach, like these things come up in conversation naturally. But the, the last episode with Olga, um, she is an English as a second language teacher with a very rich background. She's actually in Italy right now freelance teaching English. So she was a wonderful guest to have to showcase what it really means to speak and learn multiple languages. So yes, she was my last guest. Are there many people with accents? I mean, with non-native English accents? On my podcast? Yes. 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 Majority yes. of them. The majority, majority of, of them. them. Yes. I wanted it to be a safe space for you to, you know, no matter what kind of accent you have, because sometimes having an accent, uh, like you said before, you know, it's not, it's not only a positive thing for some people, it can get in a way of your confidence and it can really impact the way um, you're able to communicate with others. So I wanted it to be a safe space. So whether you have an accent or not, and you have an incredible story, I want you on my show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great podcast. I mean, I have listened to a few of them and yeah. I am definitely going to listen to more of them because this is right up my alley. Good, <laughs> and, I'm glad. <laughs> I jotted down something from the newest episode, um, a mantra for learners, accept who you are as a learner and also as a speaker. I think this is really important for us. Because sometimes, yeah, in, in my case, sometimes it's just me who is struggling against me, you know, or fighting me because <laughs> I don't have a good <laughs> attitude. But we have to accept ourselves, who yeah. we are. And then it's, it's going to be easier for us to learn, I think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it's a mindset shift. You know, because yes, yes. that's the biggest boost of confidence we can do for ourselves is to accept ourselves or who we are and accept the difficulties we have while learning and the benefits and the amazing job we've done so far. You know, it's so easy for us to use negative self-talk, which is something that a lot of us deal with throughout the day. And you kind of just look at the negative aspects of it. Oh, no, I still have an accent oh no, like I have to repeat myself. I'm not the best speaker. And it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of negativity. Yeah. But I think it's important to not focus on that. It's, it's to focus on the positive aspects of how much you, I mean, if you're speaking multiple languages, how amazing is that? You're bilingual. You can communicate with people from all over the world. So yeah. I think there's so many positive things that we should be focusing on. And, and the mantra that Olga shared, I think it's wonderful because it reminds us of that. Exactly. This is really beautiful. So yeah. was there any person or Maybe a podcast which inspired you to start out 
with your podcast? So I, I don't want to say I inspired myself. <laughs> uh, I essentially did it because it was close to my heart. I knew I wanted to start a podcast for over two years. And initially I thought it was going to be about spirituality and uh, how that influenced, you know, things like meditation, how that influenced my life, because it's a huge influence in my life and it's something I'm really interested in. And there's so many other things I'm interested in, but it never felt like the right thing. So one night I was going to sleep. It was kind of at the beginning of the quarantine. I think it was like April where I was just, you know, going to sleep and all of a sudden I just knew what I wanted the podcast to be because I kind of embraced my past. I embraced who I am. And instead of looking externally to see like, what would be a good conversation yeah. podcast? I just embraced who I am. And that's how the podcast came out. This is really great. I like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I also want to embrace <laughs> myself more. It sounds maybe weird, but I mean, no. I try to, to become a better person or it's not only a language thing because I think everything is connected in a way. And if I can grow as a person, I'm pretty sure that it will also help me to grow as an English speaker. So yeah, so that is really great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's, it's that mind sh mindset shift we just talked about. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And what could you learn from your guests? Are there any examples that you could tell us about? Maybe a story that inspired you from a guest or maybe you could learn a meditation technique or communication technique or yes. anything that comes to mind spontaneously? Honestly, every episode I learned something uh, because every single guest I've had on, I've been very lucky. Everybody has been amazing and had some very inspiring stuff to share. But one thing that comes to mind recently was my episode with Michelle Quay. I think it was the 27th episode. She is just incredible. Right now, she is a leadership and confidence coach, but she has a disability. And she spoke about how that influenced her in her life and how difficult it was um, because she moved to the United States around the same age that I did. And the transition was even so much harder for her. Not only did she have to learn English, but she also had a disability, um, which is a physical disability after a car accident. So it was so difficult because not only did she sound different and speak different, she also looked different. So that entire episode was tremendously inspiring based on her story and how she went from somebody who had such a difficult time to being a confidence and leadership coach and how her life influenced her to do that. And she also shares her journey of climbing uh, the Machu Picchu, of you mm. know, going there yeah. with a disability, which was like mm. a complete like crazy attempt right? Based on how long it was going to take her. And it, it was just such a beautiful tear jerking story. So that, that's definitely one of my first uh, favorite stories that I've heard on my podcast. And one of the most inspiring that's always stayed in my heart. Okay, I will put the link in the show notes and I will yes. check it out as soon as possible. <laughs> yes. It's so, it's such a wonderful story. She's incredible. You are a speech language pathologist and an yes. accent coach. 
helping non-native speakers speak English with clarity and confidence. So what exactly is a speech-language pathologist? Okay, so a speech-language pathologist is kind of like a, let's, let's put it as a communications doctor, um, but the umbrella of speech-language pathology is actually pretty, pretty wide. A lot of the times when you hear that term, you think of uh, speech language pathologists working to fix your L or working to fix how you pronounce certain sounds, but it's so much more than that because we work with people who have swallowing issues. We work with children who are not eating to get them to eat. We work with language and in terms of you know fixing the structure of your language. There is so much. We work with children who are on the spectrum, autistic. Um, the umbrella is very wide, so that's what a speech pathologist is, and and accent coaching actually falls under that umbrella of speech pathology. Okay, I see. But maybe could you explain? I, I didn't get it. I mean, why why do children don't want to eat? That's a good question. There's a lot of reasons. A lot of kids who have some kind of aversions to eating. So they either refuse to eat. Um, it could be something that was traumatic to them, right? Let's say they're eating uh, a piece of pasta and they choke on it. So all of a sudden they, in their mind, they're like, I can't eat because I'm going to choke this, you know, I'm, it's unsafe. Or they were fed in a way that was inappropriate when they were younger. So they were given too much or they were given too little or stuff that wasn't uh, necessarily appropriate for them based on their age or their ability. So there's a lot of reasons why kids will refuse to eat. Um, so I work with kiddos who are medically compromised in some way. So a lot of the kids who I have will have like a G-tube, a tube for eating. And then we work to try and wean them off that tube and getting them to eat by mouth. Um, and sometimes it's also about having like a wider variety of food to get like, so they're not only eating like chicken nuggets, which is a typical yeah, kid yeah. food, <laughs> and they're eating like a variety of vegetables, um, and fruits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's behavioral because whether some kids who are on the spectrum, they'll have sensory issues. So they will not want to eat or they'll have a very specific diet that they will stick to and they won't strain from that. Or they're just like behaviorally eating. So let's say whenever they eat, they will throw up because they know that means I don't have to eat anymore. So, so there is a lot of, it's, there's, that's also a very big umbrella in terms of what could happen with feeding. And what about the accent coach? Because recently I have been listening to another podcast in which they were talking about an accent coach who trained or practiced with actors. These yes. were actors who needed to transform their accent according to the movie. I mean, mm -hmm. let's say an, an American actor had to speak in a British accent. So Yeah. They trained together. But you are not doing this, right? Yes. So my type of coaching, it's about kind of what we alluded to before. It's about speaking with confidence and clarity. Yeah. yeah. So, so when, a time, when it comes to accent coaching, um, when you're learning a new language 
And I'm an American English accent coach, right? So that's the dialect. I'm not going to be able to help you with your British accent. I probably could, but it's just not my expertise. But accent coaching is, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, but essentially what we work on is that auditory training, which comes through the immersion piece. You work on your pronunciation. Um, you work on the cultural aspects of the language. You work on the prosody. So like the melody of the language and learning all these aspects, once you understand them and you practice them enough, it will come together to make you sound clearer. You can communicate better so you don't have to get frustrated if you're speaking and somebody's asking you to repeat yourself constantly because they're not understanding you or because your confidence is down because you feel like, oh, I'm just not that great at speaking English. So it kind of all comes together to give you that boost of confidence and help you become a better speaker. But my goal is never to um, say like, uh, no, 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 like you're not a native speaker proficiency yet. We have to continue working. It's not about that. It's not really about being like a native speaker yeah, or I that's see. not the goal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And actually your accent course launched in January, right? It's launching. Yes. It's launching in January. It's my first one. It's starting January 25th and I'm doing the promotions for it right now. Could you explain us more about it? I mean, will it be an online course yes. via webcam? So it's going to be a pre-recorded course with weekly Q&As with me. So if you have any questions, then you can ask me and we can work together. But I did it this way where I wanted to pre-record it because the process is pretty much the same for everybody, except for, you know, if you have a Swiss German accent, it's very different mm -hmm. than a German accent from Berlin per se, or is different than a French accent. It's different than a Polish accent. So everybody has different things they need to work on, but the course is structured so that you have access to everything you need in terms of how American English works. So you can go at your own pace and you can modify it based on that. Um, so I'm going to have like um, a list of most common mistakes in a lot of the majority of the languages. So if you speak German, like I'm going to give you a list of like, these are the 10 most common mistakes. And then you can kind of evaluate, is this something that I do? And then you kind of go through the program to correct it. Okay, and so how exactly is your target customer so it's not only the english uh, learner the beginner it's it's for everyone right yes it's for any level really of speaking uh english because when you're learning english when you're learning grammar a lot of the times you don't learn about the prosody of english which goes hand in hand you don't learn about the correct pronunciation right? Which goes hand in hand. So I think it's great to have a course like this to help you along your way, even if you're just a beginner and you're just learning, because then it shapes you into like a very proficient speaker. So it's for anybody from beginners or somebody like you who speaks wonderful and maybe would want to <laughs> uh, change their accent a little bit to make it sound a little bit more fluent, to learn like the prosody of the language. It could be anybody really. Um, but like you said before, like it's not for actors who want to mm -hmm. adapt like a very strict American accent. They could, they could go through the program, but I think coaching is the best way to do that for them. Like one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
And how much will it cost? Can you say the price? Yeah, it's going to be $497, the whole course. I wanted to start off, even though it's a very, like I'm going to give you essentially everything that you need, but even though it's kind of like a signature course, I wanted to start off with pricing it lower to see so it's more accessible to people. Okay, and um, I also read on your website that people can contact you for a free 15 minutes consultation. Yeah. How, how does a consultation look like? Well, so it happens through Zoom. So I'm able to um, get a gist of what your language needs are and what your accent needs are. Because my ear is at this point so trained that I can pick out patterns like very quickly of what are some things that you need to work on to change your accent. Um, so if this is something you want to do, right? Because these are people, if you're contacting me, this is essentially your goal. So that's, that's what it is. I can kind of give you a direction and then we can talk about, you know, what will be the best way of you to going about it? Is it one-on-one -on -one lessons? Would it be group coaching? Um, so that's what a consultation would be. It would kind of give me an idea of some of the things. And if we are a good match, because sometimes you meet clients and you just don't have a good match, right? And I would never want to do that. If you're not a good match, I'm not the person to help you. Then we wouldn't work together. Yeah, that makes sense. So could you already pick up some patterns of mine? <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> I mean, did you spot any patterns? Which I could improve. Yes. So yes. one of the things that um, comes to mind, patterns, right? That's like the, um, it's not a D. So you're saying it as a patterns, patterns, right? And it's, it's not the right sound. It's the double T. So um, you would say it differently, like patterns, patterns. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a common mistake I've heard you make throughout the podcast with with the double t so that just like one thing that you can work on to yeah. get that sound correctly lena where can we find you online and how can we get in touch with you yeah so you can find me at lenalevinsky.com that's my website um i'm there I'm essentially anything you need if you want to get a free consultation or learn more about me you can do it there and i'm also on instagram at lena.levinsky yeah across different platforms as well okay great thank you very much lena for coming to my phone podcast it was really a pleasure it was really interesting and i'm definitely going to listen to your podcast good i'm going to listen to more of your episodes i love <laughs> how you structured it you you had such amazing thought out questions i appreciate all the work you've done looking into me And um, I had a really good time. So thank you so much. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This is Scott Holmes, Upbeat Party, a great song. I am Daniel. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, and by the way, it's Lena, not Lena. How I, <laughs> how I said it many times. There is still a lot to learn from me, but it's okay because we love our language journey, right? See you the next time. Bye.
I think accents are beautiful and they're part of who we are. And I think um, they make you unique because they tell a certain story by the way that you speak of where you're from and what you've been through. So I think accents are just, just wonderful.